Welcome to Hometown Connections. My name is Roman. And I'm Jill. We started this podcast with the idea that within each community, there are hundreds of stories that go untold. Our hope is that with this podcast is that we can help bring some of those stories to light. Guests will range from people around our hometown of Hutchinson, Minnesota and surrounding communities. So with that out of the way, we thought a great place to start is to really kind of introduce ourselves and give you a lot of, uh, or maybe a little bit of an insight into our backstory and how we got here to this uh, this podcast. So this is this is Hometown Connections. This is our very first podcast, by the way. So, you know, we're, we're kind of going into this with the idea that this is going to be fun. And uh, the idea is to tell stories and that kind of stuff. So, again, um, you know, we we, <laughs> we both come into our jobs uh, differently mm-hmm. and how we've all kind of gotten here. So the idea is just to, you know, give it a start and see where it goes. So are you excited? Like, Because I feel kind of nervous. I, I am know. actually really excited. I think the whole concept is really cool. I'm a little nervous because the first one is just talking about ourselves. And that's always a little bit less... Yeah, it's more fun to talk to somebody else, but I think this is going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) I think there's a lot of people in our community that are going to bring a lot of really interesting stories to this um, endeavor of ours. So I know let's get rocking. I know I feel like there's there's a lot of stories. And when I started thinking about this idea and I'm, I'm so glad that you've joined me on this because if I was trying to do this by myself, I'd probably still be sitting here <laughs> thinking about it rather than actually right. doing it. Yep. So there's there's that as well, right? Mm-hmm. There's accountability when right. you get a partner. Right. Yep. But Absolutely. I think one of the things that's been really fun about um, about starting this and talking about this, you and I have great conversations yes. anyway. Yes. Like we have deep, full conversations about mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. I mean, just becoming just before we got here today, yep. we were having all sorts of laughing and all sorts of stuff. So it was great. And I was like, Man, this would be great for the podcast. But here we are, you know, ha- having lunch, <laughs> and that could have probably been a podcast in itself. Right. We should just next time bring microphones to lunch. You'd, you'd think so, but maybe they might have looked at us maybe a little differently. I'm you not never sure. Know. I don't know. Not really sure, but so I think what we're going to do, and, and this is kind of how I've I've kind of laid this thing out, or at least the idea of it is, is that. Um, We'll have somebody come into the podcast and, mm-hmm. and eventually, you know, we'll have video and all this kind of stuff here too. So there'll be that part of it. But we'll sit down, we'll interview that person and get an idea of like who they are, how they got into the, the, the business that they're in, that kind of stuff. And then try to unpeel that just a little bit, kind of peel the on, the layers of the onion back, so to speak. Absolutely. Right. So, so we're going to ask some questions of each other here. Yep. And that's where we're going to start, and then we're going to we're going to ask some oddball questions after that that are more for fun, maybe to kind of uh, poke and prod a little bit more. Right? Yeah, and we'll do that with each each other today as well. Right. Um, compliments of pod decks, pod decks, yes, yeah, all kinds of fun questions. Oh, I, pod I, yeah, decks. I love I pod decks. Me it's, too. It's been the greatest thing ever, and they've got an app now too, which is super fun. Awesome. Yes. So, okay. So, do you want to go first, or do you want sure, me to go I first? I will go first. Okay. So, oh. Do you want to ask the questions first? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, but let's, I think we should every other, Okay, but I'll start. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. So you're going to ask the first question. So you are currently obviously in ownership and management of senior living. Yeah. But I believe that you had somewhat of a career before this. Yeah. What was that? (laughs) I worked in TV news before that. Okay. I know the hated fake media, right? (laughs) (laughs) As As our current situation plays out. I don't know. Yeah, I, I worked in television news before this. Okay. Um, now, I'll, I'll say that at the same time, I love this job. There's been so many stories and people and all that kind of stuff that we've gotten to meet over the years. But 
one of the fun parts about working in television, I got somewhat of the same thing. Um, I got to meet a lot of really incredible people from, you know, now around the country. Um, you know, there were people from, you know, all, all different walks of life, all sorts of different backgrounds, all came to work at this little tiny TV station down in Austin, Minnesota, which was fun. Um, I have so many stories. I've often threatened to write a book over it, but threaten <laughs> Threat, threatens a keyword, but no, seriously, I think I, I met some really amazing people and, and the, the fun part is that we're all still friends today. Somewhat. Um, the ones that I've been able to kind of keep track of, you know, when I worked in television news, Facebook wasn't a thing, right? So like social media wasn't around. So we've all been kind of trying to connect. And the fun thing about social media is, or not social media, but like, Back in the TV days, a lot of people came up with fake names to work there because, you know, you you, you don't want somebody, like, stalking you and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So they, they, they just made up fake names. So that's how I knew them. By There's one person in particular that had a completely different name that worked there. Can you um, find them now on social media? Oh, yeah, media? We're, we're friends okay. on social media. So <laughs> yeah, we've, we've found each other over the years. But it's, it's really fun to see where everybody has gone. Um, very, very few are still working in television news, though. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know if it's the business that kind of turns people off, but it, to have a long career in, in, like, TV news, you really, really got to love it. Now, one of the fun parts about that was just the breaking news aspect of it. I mean, sure. the adrenaline rush that I would get when I worked at the TV station, you know, I would go to work at, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and I kind of already had an idea of something was going to happen that day. Uh, I'd get to work at two and then we would just be hardcore work for, you know, from two o'clock until literally minutes before the show started. When I mean minutes, there were times I was getting scripts a minute before the show was starting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might only get the first, the first segment of the TV show, like scripted uh, ahead of time, like what camera was going to be what. Uh, um, and I have to do the rest in the commercial breaks. Sure. So it was it was a fun job. There's no doubt, but I got to meet a lot of really cool people doing that. And it's, it's somewhat translated to now because I got used to meeting people mm-hmm. and that, and that, that's not who I was previous to this, right? I was a very kind of introverted person. I didn't, I didn't, I certainly didn't like going up to people and like shaking people's hands. Now it's the most fun thing to do. Get to go meet new people. Yes, it is. Absolutely. So, all right. So that's my first question. Now okay. your, your first question Everybody's journey is a little different. Yes. How did you end up in working in senior housing, senior living? Oh, well, when you hear my story, you'll hear that it makes perfect sense. Um, not at all, right? <laughs> um, so I think when we're all in our early 20s, late teens, um, a lot of us have a vision of what our life is going to look like. And, and mine was very succinct. I was going to go to college. I was going to go to grad school. I was going to have a very specific job. And... Um, one of the things that we'll touch upon later, because it'll be my next question for Perfect. you, actually, yeah, right, course. is is the concept of who we are as a person, leadership development, what our voice is, what we're good at. Right. So everything that I thought I was going to be in the world, I went for. Um, I loved school, so college was great for me. Graduate school was great for me. And then I started doing my job, and I hated it. And... So then I defaulted to what I've always done, which is working in restaurants. I love serving. I love, um, I would, most of the times when I worked at a restaurant, I would end up in management, but still Mm -hmm. a lot of customer service. And I love many things about that. One, I love people. Yeah. Two, I love a hundred things flying at me at one time, right? Like I'm 
it sort of like calms the natural ADD inside of me, sure. right? To have a yeah. hundred things going on at one time. And three, I really like hospitality. Like I like making people feel good. Right. So I didn't enter senior living until I was 40. So I meandered through the first 20 years of my adult life, kind of trying to figure out what the best fit was for me. I managed small retail stores. I managed uh, restaurants. Everything I did was customer service based. If you would have asked me 20 years ago if being an executive director of a senior living facility was the right fit for me, I don't know that I would have said yes. (laughs) Doing what I do now, I understand that it is all customer service, it is all management, and it is all 100 things coming at me at one time, all of which I really thrive in. So I... Ended up in senior living, um, actually, like I said, three years ago when my career changed abruptly. And I reached out to another person in the community about a position with his company, and he didn't know if I would quite be the right fit, but thought that the whole concept of welcome home in Woodstone might really work for me just based on my leadership, what I like, and the concept of the company that is Woodstone and, and welcome home. And so I got in touch with, well, you, <laughs> and um, and now I work at Woodstone and I'm the executive director and I've never been happier. I've never felt like I had a forever job, so to speak, a job that I thought that I could retire into. And now I feel like I really have that. Um, my mom is a registered nurse and was a director of nursing at a nursing home. And so she and I have very similar yet different roles. She was more the nursing aspect. I'm a little bit more the administrative aspect. But I grew up going into nursing homes. I grew up being around that generation. I grew up learning about dignity and respect of the people that lived there. And so... It, it just feels so natural for me to sit yeah. in that chair. It yeah. was It's a piece of my childhood. <laughs> um, I'm thankful to give that to my son, um, who before COVID was able to come in and learned so much from talking to the residents at Woodstone. And um, yeah, so that's how I ended up in senior living. And I honestly can't imagine doing anything else. I think one of my favorite parts uh, about that story is, <laughs> is the interview. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, when you, when you sit down, you're going to interview somebody, you're going to have like a lot of questions, that kind of stuff. I think you and I sat down, we had a long conversation. Yes. Very long. It, it, and it, it just random stuff about how we operate and those kinds of things, but yep. never, it was never like a rate yourself on a scale of one to five. It type never of felt like an actual interview. It right. just felt like two adults talking about what we do here. Well, I mean, at the time I didn't do it. So what we do here, but it felt like what we do here. Right. And it felt like it felt more like looking for the right fit as a person as opposed to looking for the right fit as the job. And I think that's a piece in people's career that's missing. Yeah. Because in order to do well in a career, you it needs to fit for you as a person. Right. And that's right. what I got out of our interview was that it felt like it was going to be the right fit for me as a person. Right. And then the job just fell into it after yeah. that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That it's it's a fun job to have, there's no doubt. Oh, and I we're love gonna it. dive into that a little bit more in the yes, next couple of questions. Yes, we so are. I can't wait. So So back to your next question, okay, which okay. feeds off a little bit of what I talked <laughs> about earlier. One of my favorite things about working for Woodstone is the fact that our management and ownership group focuses so much on intentional leadership and leadership development. Why do you think that that is such an important piece of what we do? Well, I think number one, you have if you can work for a company that is, is, 
is intentional in trying to develop more leaders. You're obviously going to have a better organization. I, I, I think that there's, there's something to be said about looking at an organization where you're trying to build people up. Um, and maybe build people up is the wrong word. I, uh, this leadership program that we go through talks about calling people up. Yes. Right? And I think it aligns so well with what we're doing here specifically in taking care of people and those kinds of things at our, at our senior living communities that um, when you call people, people feel like they want to take care of other people and they really do want to take care of other people. Yes, right. They do. A lot of, so many people that work in senior housing and senior living, um, they don't, they don't do it for any other reason than they want to make people feel good. Exactly. Right. They want to take yep. care of their grandmas and grandpas and that kind of stuff. And it, it honestly is one of the best jobs that you can have because you work around so many other people and it, it really does feel like you're working with like 50 grandmas and grandpas all day long. So it's fun, right? Yes. Um, but I, I feel like my sister, Sarah, who works with us in this organization, um, we spent some time working with a, another organization on leadership and how we could do things a little differently and how we could be intentional in what we do, whether that's common terminology uh, a common plan, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And I know some of this stuff when people listen to say, well, that's what we do here. I get it. But at the same time, when where we were at going through this, we're a family run organization and we were all, I mean, we, we developed the company back in 1994. So like we've been working along as we go and like, oh, this needs to change and this needs to change. When you go to work for an organization, like that's been around for a hundred years, all that is in place already. And what we took with that program is I've always thought, and I'm going to go back to TV uh, news for a second. It was my very first manager job, right? And I didn't really know that I had uh, the manager job. It was never told me, told me like, hey, you're in charge of the, of the evening shift. It was never said. But it was one day it was come up and said, hey, you're in charge here. Here's how we're going to make it work. Well, before that happened, I had looked at the rest of the group, which was all my friends. We had, we'd all been working together. We were all friends with each other. And I kind of looked at it and said, if we're going to succeed as an organization, this this newscast as an example, one of the things I want it to do, I don't want it to be something that we're doing. If if we make if one of us makes a mistake, we all make a mistake. We're all leaders in this program. Yes. This is how we're going to bring things together. And I yes. I feel that that's the same way here. Yes. No one position is above another or anything like that. And I've thought that with our, even where Sarah and I are in this organization too. Yeah, we might own the organization, but that doesn't mean that we're higher than anybody else. If I have to go vacuum some floors and do all that kind of stuff, that's what you do, yep. right? So I, I really feel like, I mean, this, and, and it might be tough. I, I always think it's, and I say this at the same time, knowing full well that somebody in, somebody in listening land out there is going to call BS, right? And say, <laughs> oh yeah, sure. They oh, talked sure. about it, right? Yep. But I really feel like an organization is at its best when there is, when there doesn't feel like it's a hierarchy. Absolutely. Like we have a family organization here that owns these buildings and runs these buildings, but at the same time, we've always felt like the people who work with us here are part of a, a greater family, so to speak. Yes. And, um, you know, now with this pandemic that's been going on, that hasn't allowed us to do the things that we've wanted to do. But like I said, one of the last things that, one of the last things you and I talked about this, one of the last things we did before the pandemic started is I went down and I cooked uh, pancakes one morning in our community in New Ulm. Yes. And I, I thought that was fun. Now, I didn't think there was anything to it, but like we had a great time. The staff and I had a great time yep. flipping pancakes and stuff like that. Um, I and I, I, I really think that connection right now and leadership are 
those two things really go hand in hand. Yeah. And when you can connect with your peers, your staff, whether you want to put yourself in a position, you know, whether you want to label yourself as higher or not, it doesn't matter. When you right. can connect with the people you work with, yep. that that right now is where you're going to find a lot of of satisfaction in your own job and then others are going to find a lot of satisfaction right. in their job. I, I just think that there's there's an opportunity if you call people up and quite honestly, if you get to a point where somebody leaves, and this has happened a couple of times to us too, where somebody's come into the organization, we've given them all this leadership training, and they've gone on and opened their own business. You know, we we think about our person down in our, our Abby. Yeah, um, yep. She went out and started her her own organization. That makes me extremely happy. We, oh. we were able to raise somebody up to the point where, and she wasn't with us that long, but nope. she was able to go on to the next thing. I don't view it, it as proud. a loss at nope. all. Makes I view it as proud. we were one step in yep. her journey. We were yep. one part of her becoming who she is today. Yep. It makes me really proud that yep. she worked for Woodstone. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. So, all right. So my next question for you. Yes. And I think you might've touched on it already, but what is your favorite part of the job? Okay, so I'm going to backtrack a little bit and talk about college. So when I was in college, I declared uh, political science as my major. And when I was a senior in college, the registrar called me and said, hey, Jill, you don't have sociology listed as a major. Can we list it? And I said, no, political science is my major. Why would you list sociology as my major? And she said, because you've taken every class needed except one for a major in sociology, and you're enrolled in that class. So if you pass, which all signs point to that you will, you will have a sociology major. Now, being 21 years old, that should have said something to me. I should have said, wow, I accidentally stumbled upon an entire major, yeah. right, in, in a four-year Bachelor of Arts college. It didn't, but I was 21, which leads me to today. My favorite part of this job is, in one word, dynamics. If it's not family dynamics, it's staff dynamics. I absolutely love diving into why people feel the way they do, why they make the decisions they do, what motivates them, what makes them feel good, what makes them feel bad. It is a fascinating position Mm -hmm. from that regard. I have roughly 50 staff at Woodstone Senior Living. All of them are very different people. The decision to choose to move out of your home and into an assisted living facility is not easy no. for the individual or the family. Right. To watch that play out between the honestly if I had to say my one like the single most favorite thing about my job it's watching sibling dynamics try mm. to figure out what to do with mom or dad. Yeah, cuz it's not an easy decision for them at all. It's not easy at all. And and I really I really empathize with their decision at the same time it is fascinating to watch them interact with each other, figure out how to come to what's best for mom or dad. Some families are really good at listening to what their loved one wants. Some are convinced that they know what's best. And to help guide everyone through that process, I will never be the person that tells people what I think is best for them because I don't know. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it doesn't matter how much experience I have. I don't know what's best for someone, but I can be very good at guiding people to yeah. find what's the best for them. Right. And I and and then staff. Um, I love the staff that we have. They are dedicated. <laughs> they are fabulous individuals, and and they all need something different from the job and from me, and helping them succeed and trying for me to figure out what it is that they need is hands down one of my favorite parts of the job. So thankfully, while I may have accidentally stumbled across a degree in sociology, (laughs) life has brought me to a job that really, really utilizes the skills that I learned in that degree. So it works for me. Yeah. 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 All right, what's your what's your third one? All right, my third question for you. So one of the things that you and I talk a lot about through just through who we are as people and through leadership is our involvement in the community. So yeah. a little different than what we do for our jobs, but how we participate in Hutchinson specifically. Right. Why do you think it's so important that we volunteer or serve on committees or become a part of our community in a broader sense. So one of the things that we've always talked about here at, at Woodstone and Welcome Home is just the involvement to, in the community that you are living in, whether it's Hutchinson or one of the other communities that, that we uh, operate community as, mm-hmm. communities in, right? So I moved, I moved to Hutchinson probably in like 2002, something like that. Um, 2002 or 2003, I, I can never really remember. I can't really land on it. Um, and I spent many years, um, moving around a little bit. So even going back to like, when I was like young, I moved to Redwood Falls when I was in sixth grade. So from like kindergarten to sixth grade, I was in one town. Then we moved to Redwood Falls and I was in that town until I graduated. After graduation, I moved around to several other towns, stuff like that. And I could never really land. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, when I moved to Hutchinson, I was, you know, I, I kind of looked around. It was a nice town, right? It, it was, it was fine for somebody moving to town but i was one of those (laughs) people that like i sat on the couch and would tell people i'm like this is nothing to do here and i it couldn't be further from the truth honestly um i've had friends come here from out of town that have said there are so many things to do here in this town it's ridiculous and they're they live in large cities sure um and i think where i kind of landed on that was like the the town is that you live in is only as good as the people who put in the time to do something with that community, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, yes. So like it, the more people that can get involved in things, the better off that community is going to be. Um, so I've always, I guess, and I, I kind of blossomed in this town just in my own person as who I was, whether that was in leadership or whatever, by getting involved in these communities and getting involved in this town in particular. Um, it's funny now when people say like, you know, where are you from? I tell them, well, my hometown is Hutchinson. Like, where's your hometown? Well, Hutchinson is. Yeah, and wasn't it for the longest time where you grew up? It was, yeah, it was where you grew no, up. No, and same for me. Hutchinson now has changed that answer. Where are you from? I'm from Hutchinson. Uh-huh. Exactly. It, it, for me, it was, it, I don't know. I've, I've met so many incredible people here. Yes. There are so many, like we've talked about the reason we're doing this podcast. There's so many stories here. Yes. Incredible people that live in this community who all have a story to tell and that have done amazing things on their own uh, that a lot of us don't know about. And by going through and really quite honestly, getting involved with the chamber is one of the things that really helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I really feel I've met some amazing people there. Um, some of them have become my best friends. Um, I wouldn't trade for anything. Yes. I mean this, so I, 
because of my experience in getting involved in the community, whether it was through some of the photography stuff that I do, um, whether it's through the chamber stuff that I do, whatever the boards that I'm on, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, you might be giving back to the community too. Yeah, you might be giving something back to the organization, whatever, to yourself, fine. But honestly, the the connections that I've made in this town because of being involved in that are absolutely priceless to me. Yes. And I think that Agreed. because of that, you know, you get a lot of people involved in a conversation about something, whether it's a town festival or whatever, the organization or the 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 way people feel about their community changes based on ideas. And yes. we're never going to get better at things unless we have new ideas come to the table. It can never be the same thing over and over again in my mind. So I've always really truly enjoyed being a part of different organizations in town because you get to meet a whole bunch of new people. You get to shape the community that you live in and it gets to be something that you hoped it would always be when you were growing up and where can I go to live in a town where I'm going to know a, a handful of or a, more than a handful actually of incredible people yes and I get to make a difference in people's lives and we get to have fun it's amazing I think people from the outside look in at at those of us who participate and volunteer in our community and think well look at what you're doing for the community really it ends up being so much for oh. yourself oh it is right like it is it is for the community but the friendships you make the connections yeah. you make it's it pays for itself oh, just yeah. absolutely twofold so yeah. if, if there's one thing i could tell people is like get involved absolutely. i don't care what it is it could be the photography club which is where i started yep it could be at the chamber of commerce where we do you know like small business saturday stuff yep. for the investors but it doesn't matter JC's, and it can be all that small kind of time commitment it can be large time com- it doesn't it matter it doesn't matter you're going to all of value it, from it all of it makes a difference absolutely so whether it's in your life or somebody else's life that's where it's at all right. Well, you have, I think, one more serious I question do. for me, and then we pop into the and less then we serious pop into the, questions. Yeah, then we, then <laughs> the we more pop fun into stuff. The, next ones, the more fun stuff. So, <laughs> you know, we've gone through a lot of, um, I would say, massive changes since the pandemic started. Yes, we have. Um, how do you see, like, senior living changing or adjusting moving forward, whether it's in the next few months or in years? So I think it's fascinating. Um, one of the things that we took for granted before COVID hit, right? Mm -hmm. Was the fact that, so Woodstone is a senior living or assisted living facility. And I think people are relatively familiar with assisted living versus skilled nursing facility, which is another term for nursing home. Mm -hmm. In an assisted living, our residents still have a lot of rights, a lot of say in what they do, not at all to imply that you don't have that in a nursing home, but we just have a little a little more leeway based on uh, the level of needs of the people that live with us. COVID has changed some of that for all of us, Uh, whether you're a skilled nursing facility or an assisted living facility. You could look at it in one of two ways. You could look at it as some of the rights of residents being taken away, and you can look at it as the rights of residents being protected. Right. And it just sort of depends on who you are and how you view this whole situation. One of the things I think that we will learn from this, um, number one, on just a more sort of nuts and bolts level, Mm -hmm. is that everyone will take infection control measures a lot more seriously going forward, right? From hand washing to not coming to work when you're sick um, to just general respect of, of health, right? I think that's something that all of us, 
hope that we take seriously and now we really do because we really had to drive that point home. Yep. Another nuts and bolts, Pete's, is uh, whether we ever go back, quote unquote, to normal or not is a mystery to me. I don't know the answer to that. I do truly feel that flu season will never be the same. We are... We all staff, myself included, even though I do not do direct care with residents, wear a mask and goggles every day to work. I don't know if that'll ever go away. Right. And I truly feel that during flu season, that will just become a norm for us. Honestly, I hope hope it does. Honestly, the nurse at Woodstone and I, we don't think that's a bad thing, right? Some of the go back to normal isn't necessarily the most, most desirable outcome. Yeah. Less on the nuts and bolts side of things. I think that we will all come out of this appreciating relationships and human connection. Oh, absolutely. More than we did before. Yeah. I think we took for granted the fact that we could see each other and be with each other when we wanted to. I think that even as those of us not living in any sort of assisted living or skilled nursing community, um, those of us who are just you know, adults in our normal lives, we got things taken away from us. Yeah. It's slowly being reintroduced to us. We appreciate it more. I don't think we understand the level to which the residents that live in my facility will appreciate their loved ones being able to walk in and see them whenever they want, whether they can be within six feet and hug and touch or not. I think a reevaluation of human relationships has happened as a result yeah. of COVID that is in incredibly positive. Yo, I think it's invaluable. It is. It's unbelievable. And it you could say that it's sad that it took a pandemic to bring that to light, or you could just say, wow, look at what we've learned. Right. Right. And I, I really think that piece, that that piece that we get to do whatever we want, whenever we want, is a concept so ingrained in those of us that live in the United States. We just think we always get what we want. And this has brought to light that we don't. That sometimes you have to make decisions based on the greater good rather than the individual good. Yeah. And I, I view that as positive. I think that yep. it's, it's great to look at the greater good. Um, and I think that... You know, we get to start welcoming in friends and family more yeah. than we have since the pandemic began. And we are so excited. Oh, and I yeah. I just think that watching that first person walk through the door <laughs> is going to be unlike anything I've ever seen before. I, yeah. And I, so to appreciate that human connection. Yeah. I, I feel like there's going to be some tears shed that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, absolutely. You know, outdoor parking lot visits are one thing. But like actually getting to be like in the space, in the room, that kind of stuff is going to be great. Yeah, so it's going to be great. So, so okay. So we've got um, a few questions that we wanted to yep. throw in here. These are from our friends at Poddex, yes. right? What a so, great. Oh, th- these are, these are so, fantastic. There's all kinds of different like categories of Poddex. There's would you rather, right? So would you rather this or that? There's interview decks. There's what the heck, which I think is just statements. And <laughs> so we each grab from a different deck. Yep. And I think we should do two because... Yeah, we're already running at 30 minutes here, which All has right. been fantastic. So I think you pick your favorite two cards, okay. and then we're just going to ask these. And these are like incredibly random. They're yep. not going to feel like they fit really to what we've been talking about so far. But this was kind of the point, too. Yeah, just to, to do just some to dig fun. Dig a little deeper and ask some fun questions. Yeah. So I'm going to let you go first. You All ask right. the first question. So I guess what's left, I mean, I guess I honestly, Roman, <laughs> don't know what's been on your bucket list up to this point, but 
as of today, what's left on your bucket list? Oh, great question. Yeah. Uh, quite honestly, one of the things that's on my bucket list, um, some people know that I do photography on the side. Yes. Right? Um, and you're really talented. <laughs> I try. Um, <laughs> seriously, though, like one of the things that I've, I've always wanted to do, and I know this is like kind of in the photography world, this is really cliche, but it's go to Ireland or Iceland. I'm, excuse me. I really want to go to Iceland. Sure. Um, the, I mean, number one, who doesn't want to go sit in like a uh, a hot bath kind of situation? Yeah. Um, that's you know run by you know hot magma under the ground, that kind of stuff. I mean, that sounds amazing, <laughs> like a uh, natural hot yeah, tub. like a natural yeah. hot tub. That sounds awesome. But the the uh, the the waterfalls and those kinds of things. I'm a, I'm a huge waterfall fan. Yes. Uh, I love waterfalls. Um, if I could photograph waterfalls all day long, I'd be in heaven. Yep. So there are some amazing places over there that I'd really like to go see. So I know a lot of people are like, Iceland, that doesn't make any sense. But seriously, that is one of the, my favorite places I'd love to go. I was there once. It was on a layover on my way to Norway yes. to visit a lot of my cousins and stuff. So that's the other place I'd really like to go is Norway. But that's, yeah, well. a, that's a whole other conversation. So, <laughs> All right. Is a hot dog a sandwich and why? Because this is super controversial right oh now. Oh, my God. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Well, I mean, the concept of a sandwich, right, is is meat and or contents right. between two pieces of uh, <laughs> carbohydrate. But yet, when you ask it, you want to say no. But by definition, yes, a hot dog is a sandwich. Yes. There's, you're going to make a lot of people happy with that answer. Well, I, I hope so. I, I, I really do. I hope so. <laughs> um, all right. When you think about success, who comes to mind and Why? Oh, wow. The, I know. The I heavy picked... hitting question. <laughs> the last one has to be that. That's incredible. It's Say... funny because the other card that I was going to ask, and maybe if you if you prefer to defer, no. if there was a sandwich named after you, what would be on No, it? no. I want to go back right, to the other one. Repeat Euro. that same question again because that's heavy. When you think about success, who comes to mind and why? See, I think a lot of people can get like sidetracked by saying... Um, Oh, you got to have a lot of money, or oh, you've got to have. I don't know that there's a like an. I couldn't say like a named person, right? Sure. Yeah. But I think when you're successful, the it really comes down to your level of happiness and where you are at yes. that very moment in life. Yes. So you could have no money at all and have an amazing family life yes. and be successful. Absolutely. Right. And I feel like there's that the people who have figured out the balance between work and home life. Mm-hmm really have it figured out. Those people are successful to me. Yes, they, they understand that they have to go to work and do their thing so that they can have some money to do something, right? Pay the bills, house, whatever. Yep. That makes sense. But then there's this whole other idea that like the most successful people that I think exist are the ones that are happy at home and in their family life and, and, ha- and just are happy around other people, have yes. great friends. Those are successful people to me. Yeah. Money is one thing and I get that. I, I, I can, I can, I can understand where that comes from, but I'm at my most happiest and I feel at my most successful when I'm around my friends, my family. Um, and I, I'm just, I'm content in the world at that point. Yeah. And like you said, COVID has helped that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you kind of reevaluate where you're at and all that kind of stuff. So I think that that's really, that's really what I think is successful. Ah, I okay. love that answer. So, all right. This is last question of last, the day, folks. Last question. Would you rather go 30 days without your phone or your entire life without your dessert? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, so we are really dependent on our phones, and they are fabulous. Yeah. 
For sure. Right? But I did not get my first cell phone until I started college. And the main reason I got it was so that when I drove home from college in the winter and went in the ditch, which, you know, inevitably could, could really happen. We're in Minnesota. It's possible. We're in Minnesota. And um, that I could get help, right? Mm-hmm. Now you fast forward 20 some odd years and the addiction is strong. <laughs> okay. But so is ice cream. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I would, I, that's a hard question, but I would (laughs) rather go 30 days without my phone than a lifetime without dessert, AKA ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Ice cream is pretty, pretty legit. Ice cream is a, is a strong motivating factor. Yeah. I've only come around to like certain like pies recently, like apple Mm -hmm. pie and you know, that kind of stuff. So like. I totally get that too. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know where I'd answer that one. I don't know where I'd land on that. So. It's hard. And I, and I understand this sounds bland, but vanilla, just a good <laughs> yeah. bowl of vanilla ice cream. There is nothing like it. Vanilla bean. That would be oh, great. Oh, with the specs in it. You got to see the specs, <laughs> the real life bean of the vanilla. It's yeah. just second to none. Well, that's so awesome. Well, I think that's, I think that's pretty good. Like we, we were nervous about this at the beginning, but we've really kind of landed somewhere. I could go I for four more hours. I know. I know. Else. Feels, yeah. <laughs> it feels like there might need to be a bathroom break before then. Possibly. But I, that's just, that's my opinion. So. But I'm really excited for future podcasts to invite yes. other people from our community in. There yeah, is just absolutely. fascinating stories to be told. Yep. And we've got a lot of people that we've been talking to recently yes. that are that are excited about being on it too. So I can't wait. Me too. Um, our thought kind of behind this is to do this on a monthly basis. So yep. um, look for our next podcast really soon. So... With that, I want to thank everybody um, for joining us on what is the first of what we hope will become mini podcasts. To keep up to date on future podcasts, you can always follow us on our Facebook page, uh, Hometown Connections. Um, You can also follow us on Twitter at Hometown Connect number two, which is really odd. We'll put that on our Facebook page. We also hope to add this uh, this video cast or this podcast to uh, YouTube as well. So watch for that there too. So thanks again for joining us and we'll hope to see you soon, fam. Have a great day.